It's an honour to welcome to the show, uh, from the Frank Skinner Show, the lovely Emily Dean. Hi, guys. Welcome. Uh, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. And it's not just me. Yes. Let's be honest. Describe who you have with you in the studio right now, uh, between yourself and Richie on, on his own seat. He's, I would say he's a petite escort. He's got um, <laughs> highlights. His teeth could do with a clean. <laughs> and he hasn't got the longest legs. It is my dog, Raymond, who's a shih tzu. And I thought I'd bring him in to show you both. Look does, at him there. Does Raymond have any inclination whatsoever as to quite how special a dog he is? Podcasts, books. Yeah, do you know, I think, I don't know. He does get a lot of attention anyway. This is the thing. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, he. Ha- I've got this, he's sort of in my book, which I've got coming out. And yeah, he's on my podcast as well. But um, it is already like you're going out with Justin Bieber. You know, when you walk down the street and everyone just totally ignores you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hi! And I'm, I may as well not exist. Does he realise how lucky he is as well? In terms, do you do something that's beyond the pale for him, like uh, in terms of cooking his own little mini meals? What do you do as a, as a pet owner that goes beyond the kind of call of duty with, with Raymond? How long have we got? Do you do ridiculous <laughs> stuff? Ridiculous? Okay, let's start with one. Raymond gets his own food delivery. What? From a special company. <laughs> He's uh, look looking up he, to say, are you uh, taking issue with this? Yeah. <laughs> he gets it from a special company and I heat them up. I cook them. He knows when it... He, he always eats first. Yeah. I mean, I do everything you're not meant to do. I interviewed Russell Kane for my dog walking podcast and he had all these rules. He had this pug, Colin, great name. And he said, don't ever let the dog leave the threshold before you. Oh, wow. I thought, I don't, I, this is all so complicated. I don't like it. And so I, I've abandoned all those rules. He said, never let the dog in the bed. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff in terms of showing that you're boss with dogs, isn't there? You're supposed to eat before them and they have to wait. Is that a thing? That's a bit of yeah, a thing. but I sort of think, with well, these men that say this, what sort of relationship, what sort of life does their wife have? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that how you behave in your home? <laughs> you eat after me. You are not allowed on the bed. You will go on a blow-up lilo on the floor. I just think, it's OK, cruel, I have something it? which is a little bit poignant for Absolute Radio listeners, but also true. I think dogs, you maybe get 12, 13 summers, OK? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know, but that's true, you have to see it like that. I want to make everyone special. But yeah. if you realise that, it's a good thing. That's a good, in a good way to live your own life. Say you've got, like, 70-odd summers. Yeah, but the producer, Charlie's like, keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a golden retriever, and um, I miss him to this day. Uh, what was but, his name, Richie? His name was Boddington. That's a good name. That's oh, a really I'm, good name. Do you know what? I've got name envy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was he was kind of creamy, like the uh, like the drink was, and I used to love it and the dog. But I wouldn't talk to him for ten minutes when I came in through the door because that was my <laughs> little way of establishing that. Um, look, love you very much, but this is my house. Wow! That, <laughs> you turn the emotion on and off, Richie. You must have confused him. <laughs> it was so hard. It was so hard. Unbelievable. I don't. Sorry, sorry, Andy, but I'm a bit. No, what? you need to deal with this. Somehow. Yeah, I need to. We need to investigate. What do you mean? So it was a conscious decision that, look, mate, this is my territory and I'm not having you taking over or you just needed space away from Boddington? No, I wanted to come in and just play straight away. Because one, one of the greatest things I've always found about being a dog owner is the unconditional love. You can be hated by your partner, you can be hated at work, <laughs> but you can come in and that dog will love you. Even if you're the biggest scumbag, it will love you. <laughs> And and well, that why was. Why does he keep looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you want to play straight away. But I wanted to. I just felt if I walked in through the front door and gave him love and attention immediately, he'd kind of think, 
I'm the king of this place. So it's delayed gratification. That was, that was what my thinking yeah. was. But you see, that's what I've obviously been doing wrong in relationships. <laughs> I just walk in and say, love me, love me. And well, you know what? Dogs are meant to be like their owners. And I, and I think Raymond's a bit needy. <laughs> somewhat needy. But because Raymond isn't my dog, I can. I don't have to apply my rules. This is the first oh. radio interview I've ever done where I've stroked the guests. Whilst, whilst There's been a few questions. others, but there are previous <laughs> radio stations and we've moved on from that. Can I just say, he did not touch me in any way. There's no stroke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emily, can I say, uh, when I first started Absolute Radio about six or seven years ago and I was kind of scared and crap, I'm a little bit less scared now, still crap, uh, you, out of all the people, were a, a lovely person straight off the bat to me and I'll always remember that. So you're, you're, you're a good person at heart and everything as well. Well, it feels like my funeral. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's just interesting, though, that your, your book, Everybody Died So I Got a Dog, yes. obviously you've been dealt, would you consider a bad hand in life? You've had some bad stuff happen to you. Like, how do you kind of align being a good person and, and you're nice to people like you are, and you are a lovely person, how do you align that with kind of getting bad luck come back yeah. at you in terms of karma? Do you know what? I tend to think, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think what happened to me was kind of what happens to everyone, which was, you know, if people don't know, you know, I lost my whole family, but it was it was more just the speed. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a case of everyone loses people they love, but what you hope, uh, and what I would hope for other people, is that it's kind of like, you know, there's a 20-season show Whereas I got it all in the finale in one episode. You're allowed to laugh, it's fine, don't worry. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I think it was just, it all happened at once, that was all. It was just the timing. And it's not unusual what happened to me, but I think the reason I wanted to write the book was just because I felt actually... You know, I did sit down, Anz, and, and I thought I was going to write a book that was, oh, everyone died, it was really sad. Oh, and I got a dog, let's focus on that. And mm. I thought, no, because that felt a bit um, wrong to people who'd gone through stuff like this. And I thought, actually, there's sadness, but then there's light at the end of it, which is my Raymond. So, yeah. Was was writing the book something to help you in that process of getting through it? I, I, I only ask that because I know I'm an inherently lazy person. And so, like, you can, you can have Andy? the thought... <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you can have the thought of thinking, oh, there's a book in this, but there's, there's something different if you then carry that through. I can think to myself, oh, I've got a book in that, or I could write yeah. that, and then I'll play football manager. And the yeah. book never happened. So my point is, was was it something that you you, you felt sort of helped help you get through everything that yes. you, you had to go through? Well, it's really interesting because I think partly why I wrote it was because it was connected to not getting the dog. That I was, well, I don't know if you're one of those people, but I've had that list of things I'm going to do. I yeah. called it things I talk about but never do. Yeah. And it was just getting longer and longer. And I know, you know, we've all probably got those things but but mine was was there were quite big things on that list and I think the dog break that's quite a shake there, he's really. got in it they did a massive shake there I don't think he's weed have you not weed good no. um so yeah I think it was just to me writing the book was sort of connected to that which was okay you know what maybe I'm gonna finish something I wasn't very good at closing the deal and um I remember friends of mine had said to me, actually Jane Goldman, who's my best friend and is a screenwriter, and I remember her husband, Jonathan Ross, saying to me once, he said, the thing about Jane is she finishes things. Yeah. And that was stuck in my head, and I thought, oh, it seems to be working for her. Maybe not that I'm (laughs) suggesting I'm as talented as her, but yeah. So it was that, but yeah, in answer to your question about it being cathartic, um, I've got to be honest, it was really difficult, and it was... It was tough to get it done, but the sense of achievement... You know, there's a great quote I like, which is, no one likes writing, everyone likes having written. 
Yeah, that's and, a good point. And that's the process. how I feel mm. at the moment. What, it's a bit like, like presenting when, a radio show. <laughs> what do you like when you when you write? Are you uh, Jessica Fletcher in terms of, sort of typewriter, that kind of thing? Or are you going into Starbucks? What are you do? <laughs> I have a little scarf. And, um, yeah, I... Um, no, you know that Carrie Bradshaw Sex and the City idea of, you know, in the coffee shop? I couldn't help but wonder. Yeah. Um... I don't know what she was writing, but it must have been terrible. The Wi-Fi in Costa's awful, isn't it? I can't get Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, I can't concentrate. I don't like people sat behind if you're doing stuff on your computer as well. Oh, and there's someone coming in saying, I asked for caramel. And there's, a, there's just school kids who Where are you writing? There. Transylvania. <laughs> I asked the full the caramel. Do you know, uh, Dracula is actually very helpful to me. This no, um, so I find that there are too many distractions. Yeah. And I get very easily distracted anyway, football manager, manager. style. Yeah. So, um, Emily Dean plays football manager. I don't actually thought? play football oh, manager. I reckon if you were going to play football manager, would you start with a lower team and work your way up or go straight in at the top? Well, what's a lower team now? I support Arsenal. I, I, think, we're, <laughs> we're, I think we're... You know, That's I used point. to laugh at Spurs. Yes. And you all know about this, Richie, and go on about mid-table obscurity. Now I don't say that, do you? Well, hey, look, we're back into fourth this week, so <laughs> it's all good. I was delighted about that. Yeah. I mean, it's only seven. It's been a great journey, weekend. But what can you do? Laughed at the Burnley result. <laughs> And it's, it's you know, two talking I'm about sorry. top four football, me as an Everton fan, like Joey and friends, just laughing along but not understanding. Yeah. Oh, you guys. You've gone with, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've gone with a non-footballing name with the dog as well. That's the other thing. Like, I what about uh, Ray Parler? Come on. Good point. Raymond Parler. Yeah, Raymond but you Parler. haven't named him after Raymond Parler, have you? No. <laughs> the Romford Pele, you haven't gone with that. I might get him a doggy little jacket with the Romford Pele on it. Oh, you so should good. definitely that do far? that. No, I went for Raymond. It's funny because I named him with my niece, who is my late sister's daughter. Yeah. And she, we were on the drive on the way to Hampshire to pick him up. And she said, oh, what should we call him? She said, I think we should go for, you know, like an old man's pub name. Yeah. Um, and given her age, because she's so young, I hate to tell you, but Richie and Andy is probably an old man's It is, name. probably old fellow names now. <laughs> there he Gen is. Gen you know. <laughs> um, but no, we went for Raymond, which I thought was quite... I like which it. Which I really yeah. like. Do you like it? He sounds like, like an it. author. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> His debut crime thriller coming out next month or something like that. <laughs> he just, does. just speaking of dogs, did you feel there's been like a, a bit of a, a renaissance with dogs? It seems to be a, they're, they're more popular than ever before. I, you know, I mean, people have always loved dogs, but yeah. do you feel like people are getting dogs now because just some of the stuff I can see on social media, I feel like sometimes people yeah. feel like if they've been let down by human beings, <laughs> they get a dog because dogs are never going to let you down or, or you know, double do you cross know? you. Do you know what I mean? I think I've been doing a lot of press for this um, book and this event that I'm doing, and that's probably one of the best questions I've been asked, and it's brilliant. And I've never oh, thought about you. it. I love it. <laughs> um, I think there's probably some truth in that, actually, Andy, because mm. I think there's that sense of... Um, I interviewed Ricky Gervais for my podcast recently for The Times, and it's not out yet, actually, but um, he said something interesting about that, just that sort of uncomplicated response that you get from dogs. And... It, he said, you know, you should try and be the person that your dog thinks you are. And I really like that. Yeah. Which is, mm. It's a good thing to aim for. Yeah. Um, so I think with him, definitely, I think that I have noticed that's a kind of Instagram thing. I mean, for a start, they look so cute. They do. He does look cute. Look at his little face, like a little Wookiee. I know. <laughs> he is. I always say he's like, um, a, I think he's like a Wookiee and at a one night stand. <laughs> Wookiee in a one night stand. With a, who's the other one? What, Chewbacca's a Wookiee, isn't he? he is no, a with Wookiee. an Ewok. It's an Ewok and a Wookiee having a one night yes. stand. It is. Is it's, that a bit grim? No, that's, that's okay. a wonderful 
mental image. It is an uncomplicated, uncomplicated relationship, really, is it? The, the two yeah. aspects of, of, of dog and human is just fun and food. That's it's it. True. If you can nail those. And you know, there's another thing which I think, in answer to what you were saying as well, it's kind of the idea that dogs are quite straightforward. Yeah. And when you've had sort of a complicated time of things, I think what I love about dogs is that it's very simple. It's they they love their friends and and they bite their enemies essentially. Yeah. It's it's down the line like that. So and I love that, but also. It's, you know, sometimes when you're going through a tough time, and I understand this, people don't know how to react. And they think, oh, this terrible thing happened to her. Maybe we won't talk about it. I don't want to bring it up. And so I understand that. I've been like that. But dogs don't do that because they've got no subtlety and they can't read the room. Yeah. So they will just see you upset and cover you with yeah. love and affection. And sometimes that's all you want is a hug, mm. you know. Whereas if a human did that, you might cry and say, no, don't. Yeah. So, yeah, he's um, he really has been incredible. And, yeah, every time, you know, I wake up... I mean, he sleeps next to me, I'm afraid. He sleeps in the bed, does he? Yeah, he has a silk scarf he lies on. <laughs> of course he has. <laughs> silk scarf. I mean, I think it's not very Boddington. I just, was Boddington no. in a basket? He was in a basket in the kitchen, yeah. Oh. Bless him. And that was this was of course he waited in there ten minutes because Richie wouldn't make eye contact when he got in. <laughs> I think that's abuse, personally. Do you do you ever bring uh, um him in to see Frank on the Frank Skinner show? What's the deal with that? Is Frank he's got a dog friendly uh, attitude towards bringing them in, pets at the weekend? Do you know what's interesting? I think Frank was a bit wary just because Frank's attitude to dogs is sort of like 1923 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I think he thinks that they should be, they should either work on the land, they should fulfill a function of some sort. Yeah, working dogs. Yeah, they should be working dogs. And he, as he said, he said, why do they have leads and collars and they're part of the family now? He says with slight disgust. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I don't bring him in partly because I think he is such a distraction. Yeah. And if you've got, Quite honestly, it's true. I took him to a comedy night recently to to a friend of mine, and and my friend was like, "Oh, great!" But he, everyone just talked about him all night. Yeah. So if I, I work with two comics, and I'm smart enough to know that I need to give them a bit of time in the sun, read the room. Yeah, read the room. Read the room. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I would love, I would love to bring. And actually, I will say, Frank's son Buzz, who's adorable. He wasn't so keen on dogs. I think he was a little frightened of them. And Ray has sort of cured him of that, so I'm really thrilled. He's, he's like an, an, an entry-level dog, isn't he, in terms of... Uh, yes. logical, Yeah, like an he's access. He's an entry-level yeah. dog. He said the other day when Frank and I took Buzz out for a walk with Raymond, Buzz said, do you know, this is the best walk I've had since 2016. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, that's great. Whilst you're here and we're getting some intel about the Frank Skinner show, uh, one quick question from myself, and it's food-related, actually, um, is every Monday, Andy and I will come in. This studio doesn't get cleaned very often at all. <laughs> but one thing that will consistently be in here on a Monday uh, is a tray of Family Circle bis uh, biscuits. Does Frank Skinner have a rider of a tray of Family Circle biscuits, because otherwise I don't understand why they're here They're always on the same... Every Monday. Same little shelf yeah, on the right there, there, where you always yeah. wonder what the story is behind them. OK, well, what I would say to you is the kind of biscuits you've mentioned, which are quite family 70s circle. sitcom biscuits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is the, possibly the most frank sort of pe pe thing I can imagine. But weirdly, they're not ours. Well, I oh. never... I think oh. I've seen the Family Circle biscuits, so... We need to find out. No one is here on a Sunday. 
In which case, there is a phantom family circle biscuit lever. Yes. The ghost, the family circle. This could be your next book. Yes. <laughs> now There's a sequel. <laughs> you do something. Oh, okay, Rich, I, might, I might workshop it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody died, so I got a dog, did really well, but the ghost and the biscuits. <laughs> slightly lukewarm response. Tell you what, if you, don't, if you don't write it, that'll be my book. I'll have that one. I'll try and get that out. <laughs> going to my publisher. <laughs> a colleague of mine has had this great idea. Yeah, it's the this. ghost of the family circle biscuit. Okay, um, so so what's the narrative arc of the character? They How's steal biscuits. Work? Well, listen, let's talk about your actual book then. It is out. Is yes. it out next week? Yes, it's out on March the 7th. Wow. And it's out. You know when people say all good bookshops? What is a bad bookshop? <laughs> all good bookshops. And I'm sure the occasional bad bookshop, depending on your definition of bad. Yeah, and um, I hope people enjoy it. I mean, you know, it's... It's obviously sad in parts because it's kind of about sad things that happen to me, but I guess I wanted it to be funny as well and uplifting and it's about how dog ownership can change your life, I think. And what will be the moment as an author that you realise it's it's happened? Because I guess if, you, if you're if you in a band, you'll hear your song playing in, in a 24-hour garage <laughs> and you're going to pay for petrol. Will it be someone reading it on the tube or will it be yeah. seeing the stand of, with your name or, on it in a water stone Or when somewhere? it's in a bad bookshop. Oh, in yeah. A bad, yeah. <laughs> The reduced thought, section. Oh, I can't believe it's in that bad bookshop. <laughs> I told them to put it in all good bookshops. <laughs> Do you know, um, there are people, Adam Kay, you know, he wrote the book, This Is Going To Hurt. Why am I publicising his book? This is for me. Uh, he always said that was the moment, that you you see that sort of someone reading it on the tube and there's that weird feeling yeah. of, oh, my God, I wrote that. And actually, yes, I think you're absolutely right. I think it will be someone I don't know reading it. And actually, it's funny because people say... Oh, are you getting feedback? What do your friends think? And I think there's absolutely no point asking your friends because they'll all say it's great. Yeah. So the test is just, you know, when other people hopefully will find or get something from it. You never know, but, you know, I hope they like it. So tell us about what's happening next Saturday. Uh, this is a, another loosely dog-related event. Everything in my life is dog-related. You know that, Richie. <laughs> so, yes, I'm friends with the very wonderful comic Catherine Ryan. Who very you wonderful. may be familiar yeah. with. And in fact, um, there's something you might be interested to know. Raymond is the brother of Catherine's Shih Tzu. Wow. Who is called Meg Ryan. That's Meg brilliant. Ryan, that I mean, she's come, she really has aced it with the she names. She has aced it with the names. I don't want to take it down a, a, a little alley here, but um, Boddington had brothers. <laughs> here we go. Oh, he's trying to name drop now. <laughs> no, no, no. What's he going to say? It's related. got to be good. <laughs> For a while, we kept in touch with them. And every now and then, to meet up with your dog's brother or sister, it was such a treat because, like, they'd go absolutely crazy because it wasn't just another dog down the park. They would honestly go, that's my brother! I'm going to go absolutely mad. I think that's brilliant. Did Boddington recognise the um, the siblings? He would play in a way that he wouldn't play with other dogs. Oh, what was Boddington's brother's name? I'd love to yeah. know. Uh, I honestly can't remember. Oh, <laughs> I think Neil I or Niall or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, Niall. Niall. I can imagine that. So, OK, so, oh, yeah, so he's Raymond, got a gig with his brother. So, actually... <laughs> <laughs> me and make him sound like Noel Gallagher. <laughs> well, that's never going to happen. Um, no, me and Catherine actually got became friends over our dogs. So it was interesting. We just sort of bonded and we had doggy play dates, and then uh, we decided we got on really well. So yeah, she's 
she's very kindly agreed. She's interviewing me um, about the book next Saturday at the Leicester Square Theatre. So that's the second, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's at three o'clock, so it'll be after the show, but, you know, I'll drink lots of coffee and I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. Um, so it's at three o'clock. It's me and Catherine Ryan live on stage with our dogs Raymond and Meg Ryan. Oh, so wow. So <laughs> if anyone um, <laughs> listens to the podcast or the show or just wants to come along, um, we would love to see. There are still tickets available at, I think it's leicestersquaretheatre.com. So, yeah. Do you come? Oh, well, I'm sure they will. It's an oh. honour to have you on the show. Emily Dean, thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> 